everyone, welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie and I'm here with my co-host and husband Jeremy and today we are talking to Carlos. Carlos comes back on the show today to talk about living your true self. Carlos has been doing a lot of personal work for the past few years to really live as authentically as possible. He's been working with life coaches, listening to podcasts and he really invested time and effort and energy and money into becoming the best version of himself and who he really is. Carlos is very open and vulnerable about his journey and he drops so many golden nuggets and very good advice that you can implement in your life to really live the best version of yourself. We really hope you find value in this episode. Enjoy. Hi Carlos, welcome back to the show. We had you here two years ago as one of our very first guests. So thank you so much for coming back this time on video and on YouTube. Yes, I'm so honored to be here. Like there's no other creators I'd rather be creating with right in this moment. Uh, thank you. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you were guest number two on a podcast two years ago. And... Uh, Number yeah. two? Wow, I thought I was at least like... No, no. number two, <laughs> just after Alvi. Wow. And now episode 105, I think. So, came a long way. But you're the first guest on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm so honored to be the first YouTube guest. And the fact that you guys have been so consistent with this really shows. Like, this podcast is Thank incredible. Thank you. I really wanted you to have you as... I wanted you back on the show and I've kind of purposely pushed it back to have you on the video and not on audio only again because I wanted people to see you because your words are wise but your energy when you speak is contagious I feel and and hearing you is one experience but seeing you is something else and I wanted people to see that and experience that this is why I've been pushing it back basically. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are really buttering me up right now like one of my favorite compliments in the world is uh any compliment really on my energy because that's what i work on more than mm -hmm. anything is how my energy is received in the world and how i feel in my own body and to get that compliment <laughs> of my energy like oh yes it it means my wizard shit is totally working <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start with that. And uh, you, you said a sentence that is really interesting uh, about your energy. So how do you feel right now? And how have you been changing throughout the years with yourself and your energy and stuff? Because you've been changing a lot for, since we've known you. Oh, yeah. I feel like since you've known me, I've died like three <laughs> times and been reborn. Um... That's a really good question. So how I feel in this moment, the way that I would describe this energy is magnetism mm. or magnetic. Mm. I feel, and, and to me, what magnetic feels like if I was to bring it to the inside out sensation is this feeling of like chills, just waves of chills up and down from like the tips of my, the crown of my head to the tips mm. of my toes my arms it kind of feels like i'm being wrapped with this warm like energetic blanket and then on in the inside of my heart there's like a flutter it almost feels like little butterflies that are like on fire <laughs> inside my heart 
and this, this aliveness in my belly and openness and, and really I feel like relaxed and safe in my own body. And, um, I label that feeling magnetism. How did you, how did you get to this point though? Because you haven't been feeling this way your entire life. Yeah. So do you want the short (laughs) answer or the long answer? No, I'm kidding. So I'm going to trust like what comes up with this answer because there's so much delicious, like nuance and ways that we can take this. What I've understood about magnetism and being able to express this energy to begin with is that it has a lot less to do with what you're doing and a lot more to do with your relationship to yourself Hmm. in your mind, really. Um, When you look in the mirror, what's the conversation you're having with that person that's in front of you? Right. And I think so many people forget that they are in relationship to Mm. themselves. They see they see the they identify with the voice in their head. But really, they're hearing the voice in their head. So who they are is the person listening to that voice. Right. And um, really, how I got here was a series of transformational work that I've been doing for many, many years um, around learning how to say yes to myself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes saying yes to myself is saying no to other people. Sometimes saying yes to myself is putting something on that offends others. Sometimes saying yes to myself is breaking rules of fashion, right? Like men aren't supposed to wear two pearls. Hello, I went to Loveburn Festival this past weekend and I wrote three pearl neck. I wore three pearl necklaces, right? Like, you know, sometimes saying yes to you is taking a nap when there's deadlines to be met, right? Mm. And it's a combination of like learning how to do that. But learning how to do that really came from like me working with mentors that were a few steps of where I wanted to be that embodied that energy. And at the time I didn't know it was magnetism that I was looking for. I couldn't have used Mm. that word. I used to think that like expressing myself in this way was like more of a performance. Mm. Okay. If you're confident, you have to act like this. You have to talk this loud and move like this and dress like Mm. this. But what I realized is that that is still like people pleasing in disguise. It's, I'm performing to be perceived as confident. Whereas now what I've realized is that this work of of like activating this sort of magnetic, spiritual, inside out self-expression is not about performance. It's about seeing your existence, like seeing you just breathing and existing alone is valuable on this planet. Anything you do is a bonus. So if you put something on that makes you feel good, that's a bonus. Mm. If you speak a certain way into a microphone or, or talk a certain way on video, that's a bonus. But being magnetic is all about learning to view like yourself at your most basic as like literally one of a kind because it is right like you factually speaking i'm not just speaking out of my ass here like factually speaking you are the only you 
with your unique genetic combination. You could literally have a twin and they still have different yeah. DNA, right? And and you're also the only you that has had the experiences that you've had right. in your life. So factually speaking, your expression and how you navigate the world, because it's uniquely yours, nobody can do life like you do life. It's just not yeah. possible. It's not. And understanding that truth and really feeling it like in my bones, like, holy shit, that is so true. Nobody can life coach like me. Nobody can MC like me. Nobody can uh, make a video like me. Nobody can fart like <laughs> me. Nobody can kiss like me. Nobody can fuck like me, right? Like understanding that truth has allowed me to stop performing to stop like picking up a rule book of like, this is how you yeah. express yourself, <laughs> right? And following that rule book, which was written by another iconic individual and just writing my own fucking rule book and giving myself permission, whatever that looks like, right? And it's a practice, it's not always easy. Um, it's not just a rainbow and butterfly side to it. There's also a having your own back in your darkness mm. component to it that is actually, I think, even more crucial. Yeah, you have to face your own shit. Uh, you you yeah. have to... Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of people like to use like self-help or spiritual tools as a way to avoid your mm. own shit. But I'm telling you right now, and I'm, I'm sure anyone listening right now has heard this before. If you avoid your shit, like you're going to stay yeah. stuck. The fastest way to your genuine ins inside out magnetic existence is in saying yes to your darkness with as much conviction and curiosity as to the parts of you that you love and like and want to show mm. to the world. What motivated you and brought you into this path of working on yourself or reaching out to those mentors and stuff like that what was the the trigger if there was one trigger i've always since i was a little kid been really fascinated by people who express themselves like outwardly so i've always really looked up to artists singers mcs youtubers authors Anyone who believed that their ideas had value and they had the courage to share those ideas mm -hmm. with the world. Fashionistas, mm -hmm. ever since I was a little kid. I used to, when growing up, I was actually extremely shy and terrified of social interaction. Um, and I would go to, I'm Hispanic, and in Hispanic culture, there's a lot of like quinceañeras. So that's like, For those that are in American culture, like a sweet 16, it's the same thing. But in Spanish, it's when you're 15, right? Um, and I would go to these family parties and I would look at people claiming the dance floor, like starting dance battles. And I would be like, oh, I wish I could be that person. Yeah. Like, I know that that's who I really am. But right now, it just doesn't feel accessible mm -hmm. to me, right? Um And I, growing up, the way that I navigated creativity was through art. So I was always singing. I was always drawing. I would write crazy stories and poems when I was in elementary school. But I was very introverted, so I would not show those sides of me to anybody. Um, fast forward to the future. That 
desire was still very much there. I was in college and I would see the really charismatic people that like were student leaders that um, were also artists that would dress however they wanted. I would look at them and my mouth would water, not in a sexual way, but in like a God, I know that I'm supposed to be like that. I know. I just know. And but in my own way. And then over time, like part of my experiment into expanding and taking up space with my expression was to kind of see what I liked about other people and copy Mm. it. Right. And that's actually, you know, copying others is a very crucial step in your self-development journey. It's it's literally if you think of a baby, a baby has like a few years of their life where they're literally copying everything. They repeat everything they hear and (laughs) it's exactly and literally it's the same forever but a lot of people have like this ego trip that like oh if i'm copying someone i'm not being original look fun fact y'all there's no such thing as an original idea what an original idea is is taking two original ideas and combining them and then that's now a new idea and that just keeps happening infinitely you can't reinvent the wheel every week it's it's just (laughs) exactly here I hereby write the permission <laughs> slip to copy as much as you can, right? So that was the stage that I was in. I was copying people. So I would speak in certain ways on the mic. I would dance in certain ways. I would imitate a lot. And then eventually that started to feel really exhausting. Eventually, like, and which comes to the next stage, right? There's, there's a sort, you, you kind of discovered what works and what doesn't. But then there's a like a calling to really show who you are from the inside out. And, and this, this transition feels like death. Because like who you think you're supposed to be isn't really who uh, you are. Okay. And, that, and realizing that is like earth shattering. And, and this is when the shadow work comes up. And for those of you who don't know, shadow work in a nutshell is literally being willing to look at the parts of you that you don't like about yourself and owning them. That's all it is in a nutshell, processing uncomfortable emotions rather than numbing them. And um, the tendency here is when people get to this stage, they have put their fake identity on a pedestal so much that realizing that is too scary so they'll numb themselves with social media alcohol weed uh porn um whatever and if this is happening like to anyone listening like this is normal right nothing to beat yourself up about i went through this at some point but eventually the pain of staying the same like kind of got uh greater than the pain Mm. of change so i started to really follow people that were kind of embodying this magnetic energy that you could tell they weren't performing. They were just yeah. existing. They weren't even trying. And I started investing in myself, going to retreats, hiring life coaches. And even then, like, um, if, if investing is not something you have access to, like, start listening to their podcasts, yeah. their YouTube channels, reading their books, you know, and surrounding yourself with people that actually live that quality of expression or that energy that you feel in their presence and um i have extreme add so i'm not even sure if i'm answering your question right now but um (laughs) yeah i started like really investing in myself Mm. in those directions and having space held for me to like be that person and that again that felt like death because all the things i thought i was supposed to be doing were like optional and I were actually how I was suppressing yeah. myself. 
you know, thinking that I had to speak in a certain volume in order to be entertaining and like uh, to dress a certain way to be seen as an attractive man. And then I started breaking rules. I started breaking rules, not for the sake of rebelling, because mm. that's that's like people pleasing in disguise. Like when people when people are like, oh, I'm going to paint my nails because I want to say fuck you to society. That's a trauma response. What that tells me is, is like you're it's me against them thinking and you're not really actually being yourself. Mm. What I started to do is breaking rules, but just being myself, doing what I wanted to do. And I really painting my nails is an example that's very intimate to me. Right. I started painting my nails as a man. And when I first did it, I felt like I died emotionally and spiritually. I just thinking about it almost brings like tears to my eyes because I was so scared. I was so scared to have my nails mm -hmm. painted and I would look at them and I felt disgust in my body. Mm -hmm. And I was so confused. I was like, why is it that something I really want to do disgusts me so much? And, and I wanted to wipe them clean. And every time I would go out, I would go to the gym and I would just put my hands in my mm. pockets. And I would think that people were judging me. I would think, this is very recent. This happened like a yeah. year ago. Um, and, but something like my inner knowing really was guiding me to like keep them on, right? Because what was happening, that disgust that was coming out of my body was really like old beliefs and rules that I programmed into myself from society yeah, that... I was dissolving and part of the dissolving of those rules is being willing to feel disgust and shame. Like literally I couldn't even look in the mirror. It was so hard. It was so hard. Oh, and I just have so compassion for old me and like, I really thank old me a lot. Oh, I'm about to cry now. <laughs> I really thank my old self for having the courage to keep them on because now I feel so liberated, like I decorate them in new ways. And, you know, this was the very same thing with jewelry. Like I used to think that you were not masculine if you wore jewelry. And now I wear all the fucking jewelry. Like, and when I first started doing that, I felt so much shame. And my old self had courage. He was like, no, like we have to do this. Us doing this will heal somebody else. Yeah. And what started happening is that shame started to dissolve and it was replaced with like bliss and this magnetic energy that a lot of people feel in my presence. I started to feel so alive because I was giving myself permission to be me and I was willing to be hated mm. for it. Wow. I was willing for people to look at me and be like, ugh. And when I started painting my nails, being more spiritual, reading tarot cards, talking about magic and owning all those parts of me, I lost so many followers on TikTok, on Instagram, because all these people fell in love with the mask, yeah. Mm, yeah. right? But then another magical thing started happening is I started attracting clients that like, literally they're just in my presence and they break through. I don't even have to do anything and say much and they're paying me money and like they're breaking through. Um, I started attracting greater opportunities I started being invited to things that were like, whatever, like, uh, that high level people right. go to. And I don't even like that phrase because I don't really believe in that hierarchical way of seeing the world. But like, 
I started being invited to hang around thought leaders, artists, people that were creating massive change in the world. And they wanted me around. And, and that oh, was such a brain breaking experience. I was like, what? Like me? Okay. <laughs> and then, and then at first I was like in disbelief. I was like, there's no way these people want me around. Like, why you kind me? of get that but imposter syndrome, like, don't oh, you? Exactly, exactly. And now I'm like, oh, of course they want me because I'm a fucking icon. Like, damn right they want me. Like, I add to this space. Yeah. And now I believe that when I say it. Like, now I said it and I just felt this fire <laughs> in my heart. And I'm like, yes, that's how I know that my nervous system and my brain believes what I'm saying because I walk my fucking talk. And because of that, people feel like I literally won't even talk guys and people will be like what's up with you about your energy I just had to come say yeah. and I'm like I know <laughs> what would you say to people that would say look at this I don't know arrogant pretentious prick or whatever how how does that affect you if people say that and what would you reply to that if anyone say that to you Well, I'm gonna be real. That still triggers me sometimes. And sometimes I fight back, which is, I, I don't think is the best thing to do. <laughs> Because in reality, what's happening is, is that those people, their wounds, the parts of themselves that still believe that they should be a certain mm. way are so much louder than their truth. And, and when, when someone lashes out like that at someone who's fully expressed, What's really happening is, is that their nervous system feels in danger because it's like those limiting beliefs are like, fuck, like he's on to us. He's going to think it's possible to be safe. So now we need to get really loud and make him angry so that he lashes out at this person and distracts himself from his truth because his truth is dangerous or their truth. Right. I say his because I identify mm -hmm. as a man, but he, she, they, whatever you identify as um, that truth is dangerous. Right. If you've lived a life where you've been programmed forever to suppress your truth, when you see someone expressing their truth, your nervous system will attack that. It will happen almost automatically like um, the body will feel repulsed and angry and feel the need to write hate comments. Um, and, and I'm working on, look, I'm going to admit I ain't perfect. So I'm working on learning how to love those people and have compassion because I used to mm. be there, but I'll just block them straight. <laughs> I'll block them. I won't even say anything, but if I'm feeling like powerful enough in that moment, I'll send them love. I'll be like, Hey, it's clear to me that some part of you really, really like your inner child is like screaming mm. to have the safety to express yourself, but your inner demons have control right now. So I'm just going to send so much love to that and peace and then block them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, that's what I would say to those people and to like, and I would also tell those people like your desire to expand is there. And how I know it's there is because you're so fucking triggered by my yeah. presence. Yeah. If not, if, if you didn't care about expressing you yourself, would you wouldn't care yeah. about bringing yeah. me down. You wouldn't. Some part of you craves that so badly, but you're afraid to yeah. own it. So because you're afraid to own it, you'll make it your mission to try and bring down people who are in their power um, as a way to like, 
comfort that part of you that's like too weak or scared to actually take up space. Yeah. You know, and that could be hard to oh, hear. for sure. <laughs> I love listening to you talk. I'm just sat here like taking it all in. But I did want to talk to you about fashion because, well, two things kind of roll into one. I love that you invest in yourself and you mentioned it previously, but I love that you will spend money on life coaching, on dance classes. I believe you um, worked with somebody about the fashion. I can't remember if it was mentorship or a program you did around fashion, mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear about why you think it's important to invest in yourself and also about the fashion thing. Just talk to me about that as well. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I did have a life coach that was also, she calls herself an iconic image alchemist or activator. I forget exactly what it is. Her name is Eugenie Schultz. I highly recommend following her. I credit her so much with my transformation around, um, my fashion, right? But her approach isn't to tell you what to wear. Her approach is to help you identify the essence of who you are on the inside and to bring that out into what you wear. So she'll actually never tell you, you should Mm. wear this. Never. She'll just help you guide sort of your spiritual essence, like who you are on the inside of your subconscious mind, bring that out, reveal it to you. And, um, and, and you dress in that way, so to speak. And what she believes is when you start dressing like who you're becoming, that actually helps you bridge the gap between who you are now and who you want Mm. to be. And literally when I started doing that, I started making, I literally doubled my income. I think I was, yeah, it was just insane. I doubled my income and more. I started having way more fun. I even started having way better and more frequent sex. It's fucking (laughs) awesome. And like, uh, just so many benefits to that. And I invested with her multiple times because I wanted to embody her work. Um, And and now, my understanding of fashion is um, our brain can actually be programmed a lot easier than we think. And we can use our environment as a tool to step into the energy or the kind of vibe we're looking for, right? So for example, one way you can do this is by changing your the decorations of your room, right? So if your room looks the same as your past self, ask yourself, like that version of me that's like fully expressed. So let's say you're someone that wants to attract mm-hmm. your soulmate. That version mm-hmm. of me that attracted my soulmate, what did their room look like? How did they dress? And use that as a tool. And then when you're in that sort of, uh, when you put the avatar of your body in that environment, your brain starts to seek evidence for why your future version is true now. Mm. So you start to talk like that person. You start to feel like that person. You start to act like that person. And it, But it feels real. It doesn't feel yeah. like you're faking it. And, um, and so our environment is a tool. Fashion is a huge one. It's my favorite one. The one that I, that I don't really practice a lot is like using my room, for example. But um, the way that I lean into personally is fashion, jewelry. Like I'll literally pretend like, so I have these two snake rings on right now. I'll literally pretend, okay, this snake ring is giving me plus 11 charisma. This snake ring is giving me plus 10 sexiness. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? This earring is making me plus 10 more gamifying the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and like kind of infusing um my clothing or my jewelry or my accessories 
with an intention. Like when I wear these pearls, I feel royal and wealthy. So I feel like rich on the inside, not because of money. Like I literally feel like I'm like the prince of some country in Europe like that. Right. Um, and it's funny because when I started doing that, I wasn't even telling people that that was my intention. But when I would go to events, people would be like, you give me like prince vibes, like a spiritual prince. And I was like, dude, how is it that I'm literally doing like these rituals and I'm not even saying anything? And then people will say that. This shit really yeah. works. And it, and it, the key is the feeling state, right? So like I often ask people like, that future version of you that's trying to attract a certain result. Maybe it's a soulmate. Maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars in your business. Maybe it's uh, ten thousand subscribers to your podcast or your YouTube channel. Or maybe it's uh, that version of you that has the confidence to go on stage and be on a microphone. Or the part of you that's a freestyle rapper that writes music every day, right? Like that version of you. How do how would they dress? What kinds of accessories would they wear? Um, what would their room look like? What color would their walls be? Right? Um, one homework assignment that I actually give a lot of my clients doing this self-expression work is to make a Pinterest board. So Pinterest is a social media sort of uh, website application that is that you can make boards, like mood boards. And I'll tell clients, set a 20-minute timer maybe put on a song that reminds you of your higher self or a playlist that reminds you of your higher self and then set a 20 minute timer and just put pictures in that board that like just give you that feeling of oh i don't know why but this picture i just want to like make out with it i want to i want to like cuddle with this picture i want like oh like my mouth waters looking at this it could be anything it could be cartoons it could be like a certain pen that you saw. It could be like a picture of a candle. It could be pictures of models, different clothing, anything like different mugs, whatever it is. And then when the timer goes off, you just kind of scroll through it. And I actually got this exercise from Eugenie as well. And I've interpreted it in my own way, but I'm making sure to give credit to my mentors because she's part of my lineage and she deserves her credit. But, um, I've, I've kind of converted my own version of this exercise as well. But um, then when you scroll through that Pinterest board, you're going to get an idea of like golden threads of who you are. There's going to be certain feelings you feel. So for me, it was like magnetic, sensual, playful, bubbly, and like expressive. Like that's just freedom, right? I felt all these feelings while looking at the board. There's certain colors that are going to stand out to you. And then you'll start to note it and i call that the frequency that like your next version of you is asking you to step into right so that frequency will have certain tastes smells um it'll be a certain kind of music will remind you of that frequency certain decorations or clothing and when you start bridging the gap and feeling that frequency more throughout your day then um your life is going to transform into the life of that version mm -hmm. of you and then you'll get a new future self vision, right? And you'll do it again and again and again, right? And this is why when people, like people have known me for a few years, they often tell me, I feel like you have lived multiple lives in the last like three years or whatever. And it's because I'm constantly like listening for that voice of where I'm being like invited into. I've heard that a few times as well in terms of business. So like if you think about your future 
business like who you are in the future and you dress a certain way and you think okay well where would this person go to restaurants or where would they go and hang out and where would they do these things and then when you go to these places and meet other people that are already there and you're dressed a certain way and you've got a certain like attitude and mental awareness I guess of who you are and who you want to be you kind of get more opportunities because you're in the right spaces to get even further on as well so I think it can kind of work in different aspects of life yeah and then those new people they see you as the version of you you're showing up as so now you're starting to make connections with people that are reflecting back to you the higher self that you're stepping Mm. into so you start to believe it and that's what started happening to me i would show up to events in that frequency and people would be like you give me like royal energy something about you just feels so fucking prince like or you give me this magnetism like you every time you speak it's powerful and then when you have nothing to say you stay silent and that's just so delicious or you give me this playful essence it's because i'm putting myself in that frequency and i'm practicing it every day every morning and it's a practice right um and what happens is every time you feel the feeling that feels like the feeling you felt when you made that pinterest Mm. board Every time you feel that feeling, you're literally creating neural pathways in your nervous system in that direction. So um, I want you to consider that the nervous system is like a system of sidewalks, roads and highways, Mm -hmm. right? When you first start doing this work, like it might be like a blank field, like think of like a a blank grassy field. There's no roads Mm -hmm. over it. So like in the, in the plane of your higher self, it's hard to be that person because there's nowhere to go. But then you start doing this work, right? Like with the Pinterest board as one example, and now there's a sidewalk. So now you can walk on the sidewalk. And after you walk on the sidewalk a few times, now it's a two lane street. Mm -hmm. And then that two lane street becomes like a, a, a really busy road with multiple lanes going forward and back. Right. And then it becomes a a mini highway. And then that mini highway becomes a super highway that's like stacked and stacked on top of each other. And now you have so much energy moving in different like you have potassium and all these chemicals moving, sending electrical signals throughout your nervous system, throughout your muscles, cueing you to be that person. Right. So this is very spiritual and magical work. And it's also very scientific. Like your nervous system is part of the process. So anytime you feel the feeling that you felt when you were like creating the Pinterest board, right? Or anytime you feel the feeling that your future self feels like. I mean, literally, I can ask anybody listening to this, like, and if you're driving, obviously don't do this, but to like close your eyes, look at the black behind your eyelids, take a deep breath. And imagine your future self is standing right in front of you. That version of you that has the soulmate, the money of your dreams, the confidence of your dreams. And what does their energy just feel like? What does it feel like in your own body to be in their presence? So for me, I feel tingling in my hands. I feel like aliveness in my heart. And it just feels like waves of chills throughout my body. For you, that might look different. It might look like a fire in your gut or in your heart. It might look like strength or feel like strength, trusting what you feel. And then imagine that that future self walks forward and as they walk forward, they melt into you, merging with you and notice what that feels like. 
this feeling, this frequency, this texture of emotion inside your body is creating neural pathways in that direction right now, just because you're feeling it. And now notice where you're feeling it in your body and pretend that there's a volume notch in front of you. Turn up that volume and watch the feeling expand and get stronger. Say yes to this feeling, maybe even nod your head. Using the technology of your body to program this in and it's anchoring in to every muscle in between every cell, creating new neural pathways in the highway, interconnected highway system of your nervous system. And now thank this energy, thank your future self for trusting you in this moment. And when you're ready with an inhale, gently blinking open the eyes. Right? I bloody love you. That feeling. <laughs> thank you. I love you too, sis. Oh my God. Oh. I love that. I yeah, feel that... like, I, I feel calm, but ready. Like I'm ready for it. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but it does to me. <laughs> that makes complete sense. And whatever you felt in that visualization, that emotion that came up, whether it was a tingling in the arm or a heat in the heart or however it looked for you, that is literally the nervous system releasing hormones and creating new neurons. Like our bodies, our, our brains and our nervous systems are so plastic mm. and can be molded. Right, So when we practice feeling what our future self feels like, and we use tools like that visualization, which bookmark this podcast and listen to it for later. But like when you feel that feeling, anytime you feel it, whether it's you're looking at that Pinterest board, dressing in something that reminds you of it, eating a certain food that reminds you of that feeling, smelling certain smells. I like to use essential oils to remind me of that feeling too. Um, like it becomes easier to be that person and it stops feeling the imposter stuff like gets smaller and smaller and smaller. I love that. Sorry. sorry. I love that you bring the science into it because I think a lot of the time with spirituality and personal development and all these kind of things, it can get a little bit woo woo. And if you're not into it, it can mm -hmm. be a bit like, I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't make sense. I don't believe it. But I think that when you know the science behind things and you can talk about actual physical changes that are happening and like for I think for me I can speak for Jeremy as well for both of us I think hearing the science behind it makes it feel more real than just like just picture your future self and you'll become that person do you know what I mean it can I think yeah. it makes it more real yeah a hundred percent and that's so relatable right like I grew up in a very science oriented like way of living and I also am woo woo <laughs> as fuck so if y'all don't like woo woo I'm not your person but right? Like what really is science? Science is spiritual shit that's been proven by tools. Like it's been proven by our technology, mm. right? So the things that people call woo woo are simply things that haven't been measured yet by our technology, yeah. but that doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I really, I personally believe this might not resonate with you. So take it or leave it. But I believe faith is more powerful than proof. And the scientists that have like really discovered new science, it's because they believed in something that wasn't proven yeah. yet. And they sought mm -hmm. after it and they found it and discovered it and figured out a yeah, way. They were to ready to it, die right? for it. Sometimes. So a lot of the, 
Yeah, and like a lot of a lot of this work involves faith because when proof ends, when there's no evidence, then faith begins. And if you're only waiting for evidence, then your entire life is going to be a life based off of somebody else's mm. work. There's no thought leadership, there's no originality in your essence and your energy, right? And that's okay. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but if you're somebody that wants to genuinely be who you are, it's going to take a willingness to go into the realms that are not proven. Yeah. The things that people call woo-woo, you know? And and you know, my ancestral lineage has used magic and sacred spiritual practices forever. And I don't think it's fair that like a lot of this post-colonial world, just because they believe that everything needs to be proven first, that that makes my experience of magic not mm -hmm. real, right? And this is part of what my work is fighting, is is fighting this like programming that just because some guy in a white coat didn't prove it that i'm not allowed to do it i'm not allowed to engage with my ancestors to read tarot cards to light a candle and call in an intention these things work for me and i don't need i don't need the evidence i am my own evidence and granted take that with a grain of salt like i don't think you should now go drink clorox as an <laughs> experiment to see if it'll kill you right like like use discernment with what I'm saying, um, but yeah, yeah, I'll leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, I think <laughs> one of the main reason behind that is because we, as a society, as human being, tend to be afraid, but by what we don't understand. So if we can't stick a label or a definition when something is happening, uh, it's confusing us. So we tend to reject it rather than. Uh, embracing it without understanding it that's just a human reaction that is there i don't know it's, it's I, I guess it's just because thousands of years ago it was you know like fight or fly like you you need to survive so it's ingrained into our dna and stuff uh but yeah we, we tend to be scared by what we don't understand so that explains yeah. and that's so normal yeah. and human like you said like Even me, like, that doesn't mean that I'm not terrified to do something that doesn't have evidence, right? Like, um, I, I just, I'm willing to um, go on that hero's journey, right? Like, when we watch a movie where, like, a hero goes to slay the dragon or to go to war and then come back, like, they're, they don't know what's mm -hmm. going to happen. They could not yeah. come back, right? This is kind of the same energy that people who are really magnetic and really who they are, they are willing to feel that really scary, like I might die feeling and do it anyways and try it anyways. Because the worst that could happen is you realize you didn't actually want that. But everyone is so caught up on making the perfect decision that they spend so much time spinning around being confused on trying to figure out which is the perfect option. But if you're willing to actually go after something and have the, like humility to be like, damn, I reached this and I realize it's not what I actually want. You'll actually be closer to what you want because now you know that you don't want that thing, right? So a lot of people will come to me and be like, how do I know what I want if I just don't know mm -hmm. what I want? And, and this is another mentor of mine taught me this. Write down everything you don't want. Write down everything you don't want. And then on the opposite of each item, write down, just write the opposite of that mm -hmm. and see if that's what you want. And like, 
circle the option that just is the most inviting to you in this moment and trust that. But what happens is, is people in our culture, especially in American culture, and I'm not sure if it's this way in Europe as well, but like in American culture, we're always asking for permission from an authority. Like, am I allowed to want this? Right? Like, should I want this? So we, because of that, we don't trust ourselves to have our own back when we make a decision. So we get confused. And confusion is always an illusion. It's always an illusion. What, when someone's confused, super confused and like, I don't know what I want, what that really tells me is you know what you want, but you're afraid of the consequences of owning what mm-hmm. you want. You're afraid of what could happen if things go wrong, right? But let's call it what it is. That's the truth, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and what helps you actually build self-trust is to be wrong, be wrong on purpose. So if there's an exercise that I can give everyone here is, is like, try to be wrong a hundred times in 30 days and see what happens. Just see what happens. Try to be wrong a hundred times in 30 days and see what, or try to be wrong or try to get rejected a hundred times in 30 days and see what happens. I promise you in that rejection quest, you'll get a bunch of yeses. I promise you in that being wrong quest, you'll be right so many times because you were willing to be Mm -hmm. wrong. And now you're seeing being wrong as actually a good thing because that means you're in the arena of life. Brene Brown says this all the time. If you're in the arena of life, playing the game of life instead of observing it and like jerking off to somebody else, like playing the game of life, right? Like, no, you're actually getting dirty and it doesn't feel good. But on the other side of that is the laser clarity of like, I know who the fuck I am and I'm actually creating something in the world. Yeah. Something that you said kind of at the beginning of this episode also when you mentioned that, you know, there are different ways to invest into yourself you can be hiring a coach you can be listening to podcasts and stuff like that i think and that's one that very resonate to me is being in a different environment being surrounded by people that kind of are a little bit ahead of you um and if you can have a few friends around you that motivates you that supports you that pushes you that who are who you would like to be um, you will change naturally just because you know we tend to suck in from our environment and unconsciously like it's mm. not something that you're gonna do consciously but eventually if you're surrounded by the people you would like to be like you will become a bit like them a little bit every day every day every day and this is why i'm moving to miami for us was magical because we completely change the environment the people that we had around and you know like this podcast would never exist without us being in miami uh rosie youtube channel would not be where she is without being in miami without you carlos you know i mean like and other a few other friends like because you were always he's saying yes do it supporting us rather than listing a million ideas about you know why this is totally stupid to have a podcast or youtube channel or to do xyz no like you were like do it like i'll help you how can i support you rather than listing all the stupid ideas you know and and that doesn't 
cost any money. Okay, yeah, you might have to move somewhere, but you know, like you. <laughs> it costs money to move to Miami. No, no, yeah, but Miami is not the point. It's just move yeah. somewhere else, or even where you live. Just get rid of your negative, toxic friends and get new friends, mm. uh, and that will change your life dramatically. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell people this all the time. It is in our human nature to grow, to improve. We don't actually have to try to improve. And a lot of people really disagree with me on this, but I just bear with me as I explain this, right? People that are chasing self-improvement to try and fix themselves are going against their nature because it's in your nature to naturally improve. Naturally, it's just part of the human evolution. Why is this true? Because if you put yourself in an environment where growth is easy, If you put yourself in an environment that reminds you of your future self, if you put yourself in an environment that where friends are looking at you like your higher self rather than your small self, then literally you're creating neural pathways in that direction and you'll just do the hard things to grow, right? So many people are like, let me read 10 self-development books a month and let me listen to three podcasts a day and let me do 8,000 push-ups in one day and do two hours of yoga in the morning all in 10 minutes. And I'm like, bro, you are frying your nervous system. It, it, it's, it gets to be way easier than that. So a lot of the clients that work with me, like they just know that they've probably been hustling and grinding for a really long time and they're just burnt the fuck out. Mm. They're like, I'm tired of this self-improvement shit. Like I, but they come to me and I teach them how to create an environment in their body to where their body will naturally want to do hard things, will naturally take more risks, but it's coming from who you are rather than like, all right, let me write a to-do list of 8 billion things I need to accomplish by the end of the hour. That's just not even sustainable. It's, and it's really boring. Like, why would you want to do that? You know? Um, you guys gave a great example, right? Like you moved from Europe where you have lived all your life around friends that knew you as the old you forever. You moved to Miami in a place where people saw you as the new Mm. you. So, you know, we're really close, right? We would hang out often and I would always point out like what I love about you guys. I would always point out the possibility in your guys's mission and that helped your brain bridge the gap between old self to new self and all your other friends too, right? Um, sometimes it's a big move. But some maybe moving, and I never want to overwhelm people because I know somebody's listening to this right now and going, I can't do all of that. I don't have money to invest. Well, if you don't have money to invest, you have time to invest, mm. right? If, if, if you can't move to another city, you can... You can do a clothing swap with someone that dresses like your higher self. Yeah. Find people in your own you city. You can go to thrift stores. Yeah. You can like go on places where they're giving things away and get decorations that remind you of your future self. You can create a musical playlist that reminds you of your future self and listen to it every day. Right? There's always something that you can do and you don't need to do all of it. I just said that I never decorate my room, mm. but I'm still transforming. Yeah. Because I'm leaning into the option that's the most fuck yes for me, right? So for me, that's music, friends, and clothing, right? And meditation and visualization, right? But like, 
So, so for me, that those are the tools that I use. Room decorating, I'm sure I'll do it later. But right now, it's just not really that much of a fuck yeah. But imagine if I was like, oh, I'm not doing it all, so it's useless. I also am not moving out of Miami. I was born and raised here. I don't plan on moving out of Miami. I just plan on moving around in Miami. And I don't need to move to another city to have that experience right now. Right. So travel is a really useful tool to do this. You know, this camping trip I just went to, I went to Love Burn Fest, which is a mini uh, Burning Man event that happened here locally in Miami. And I was camping with friends for like five days. And it was such a shocking pattern interruption to my day to day life that I came back a new mm. person. So it's actually a lot easier than we think. And I wasn't going with the intention to self-improve. I was simply going because I wanted yeah. to. So the question then becomes, if growth is natural and I don't have to force it or write a to-die list, not a to-do list, a to-die list. Ugh, I hate to-do lists. Um, if I don't have to write a to-do list about how many books I need to read and practices I need to do in the morning and all this crap, then simply the question becomes, what do I want to do? And whatever answer to that question is what would most naturally help you expand, right? But most people won't do that because they're, they'd rather listen to the podcaster that's like telling them what to do. You I know? needed to hear that because I'm often like, you know, when you look at self-improvement things, it's always like, okay, well, get up at 6 a.m. and then make sure that you journal and make sure that you meditate and then do some yoga and then you can have a healthy breakfast and go out for a walk and then at nine o'clock you can start work because you're fresh as a daisy after doing these amazing like 10 million things for the past three hours oh. and it's just like yeah. I'm not that person I'm the person that will stay up till midnight or two in the morning wake up at 10 maybe have breakfast at 12 like um, that might sound super lazy to some people but for me that's just how I work and then I'd work later on in the day but I feel like it's a funny thing with the internet. There's so much information out there that sometimes there's too much information out there and you end up listening to everybody about everything rather than listen to yourself yeah. and what you need and what you want to do. And you almost feel like you're failing if you're not doing what people tell you you should be doing. So thank you because I needed to hear that. Oh, I'm so honored that that medicine served you because that used to be mm. me. That used to be me. I used to be like, okay, I need to wake up, do a workout, journal, pull tarot cards, read eight books, all in 10 minutes. If not my entire day, if not my entire day is ruined. But like literally, I mean, when I was hearing you say that morning routine, I felt exhausted. Yeah. I was like, God, that is so exhausting. And, and same, I used to force myself to wake up at 5 a.m. and do 8 billion things in an hour. If not, my day was ruined and I beat myself up the whole day. What a miserable existence, all in the name of self-improvement and self-help. A lot of the self-help industry has a really good intention, yeah. but a lot of them are perpetuating this not enough, I'm not enough mind virus. And if you're choosing to do a habit or a new thing, like a new practice or a new book, because you think you're not enough, then I promise you, bestie, you're in for a fucking treat and that treat ain't going to feel good. You're into, you're in for a rude awakening. That's going to show you that no matter what you achieve, it's never going to be mm. enough. So if you were already enough now, what would you do? That is the question. If you were already enough now, what would you do? What you want? Yeah. Just what you want. Maybe it's rapping and singing. Maybe it's going on barefoot walks every day. Maybe it's like, um, starting an OnlyFans. Maybe it's wearing a certain kind of jewelry, right? Like maybe it's telling somebody to fuck off. 
right? Like all of this is sacred. And when we can say yes to what we want, growth is natural. Growth is easy because you feel safe in your own body. And when you feel safe, you take bigger risks. And people who grow are the ones that take risks. Mm -hmm. I I literally love talking to you. (laughs) Like, I'm glad we're recording this time because we chat pretty often. And when we do, I'm always like, yes, I'm ready to get going with life and I'm, I'm okay again. But I'm glad this time we're actually recording it so other people can watch and listen and learn from your... Wisdom. Wisdom, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That really means a lot. I love what I do. I love we can feel I it. And, and that w- that's the reason I wanted also to record the video because I hope people are watching and and just your energy, you know, yeah, I can see it. Like, it's... it's contagious like i said at the beginning <laughs> speaking of which yeah I'm go, gonna, on. go ahead go ahead i was gonna say oh, uh, I okay okay so uh i i'm gonna watch this when it's up because after after we recorded our first episode which was audio only i listened to it and i went for a walk and it was exactly what i needed mm. to hear and it was the trippiest thing because it was my past self giving my future self advice and that broke my brain, right? So I'm actually really excited to see what happens and to see my body language and to see just how I express and to just be tripped out and have my brain broken by that. We really are all we need. Mm. Like, you know, get used to asking yourself like, what do I want? And just give yourself permission whatever that answer is, if that answer is take a nap, permission granted, you don't need to earn rest. That's a patriarchal colonial paradigm that is trying to get us working all the time. Like, no, you don't need to earn rest. Rest exists and is an option at any Mm. point, right? Permission granted, you know, whatever that is and practice saying yes to that answer. And you know, at first, when you first start doing this, it's going to be hard. Mm. It's going to be hard. The brain's going to be like, oh, but but like I'm, I'm supposed to do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's going to feel like death. But I promise you, the more willing you are to feel like death, the more alive you will feel in all areas of your life. And it's like a muscle. It becomes easier. The first time you go to the gym and pick up weights, it's it feels like you're going to break your yeah. arm. But then eventually that weight feels like child's yeah. play. And it's the same thing with saying yes to whatever you want. Right. So if you want to go take a nap or wear this and saying yes to that, like at first it'll take forever to say yes. And then it'll start that time will shorten. And then you'll notice that you're just doing it without thinking about it. And this is a magnetic individual. Yeah. And also maybe just to counter what we've been saying, if having a morning routine that is very organized is helping you, if you're the kind of person that, like and enjoy walking 15 hours a day because this is the vision you have in life and this is what you feel you in your gut that you want to be doing because otherwise you'll be miserable like it's also fine yeah it's just do it because you want to and because it's you're in sync with it not just because the book told you to that's that's mm. the because it's also right to do that that's what i mean like it's <laughs> of course. Yeah, no. And I agree a thousand percent. I actually really appreciate you for saying that because I would never want someone to think I'm telling them to not do a 10 hour morning. Yeah. Meeting, I- right. Like, like if that's, 
if that's a fuck yes to you and your nervous system loves the idea of waking up at 5 a.m. and doing that, right? Yes. And the and your reasons why are simply because I want to. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. If you love the the 40 plus hour work weeks. Yeah. Yes. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. I'm not saying either options better or worse cuz that would be like me portraying the spiritual ego like I know better. No, what I'm saying is like, you know what's best for you. Nobody can answer that question for you. No one, no one, no one, no one. And anytime you outsource that decision to somebody else, you're, dis- you're, you're saying fuck you to yourself and you're, discon- you're, you're um, widening the gap between your relationship to you and yourself. Before we wrap it up and we actually touch based on the last thing, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way to reach out and maybe work with you or just have your daily dose of Carlos? <laughs> yeah, so um, great question. So right now I'm really active on Instagram as at Carlos de la Playa and TikTok as well. Same thing at Carlos de la Playa. Um, I'm sure that it'll be spelled in yeah. the show notes or whatever. Um, and on Facebook as well, add me as a friend, Carlos Space de la Playa. Um, and if you're curious about working with me, I offer a complimentary consultation that's free. And it's it's between 30 to 60 minutes and everyone leaves with a transformation. But that consultation is sort of like an interview to see if it's a good fit for us to work together for my bigger programs. Um but like I've had people tell me all the time that just that consultation alone <laughs> ripped their fucking heart out and like put it back in and like so um so I invite people to take advantage of that and you can book that by sliding into my DMs on Instagram. You're also active on Twitter, so I will also link that because oh, I do yeah, follow I you there. You do that. post pretty pretty much every day, so. <laughs> Yeah, I actually recently booked a consultation Here on Twitter go. for the first time. Wow. <laughs> Blew my mind. But on Twitter, I'm at De La Playa, Carlos. So in reverse, because some asshole <laughs> that doesn't even post took my name. <laughs> we'll find him. <laughs> yeah. um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was actually your your coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been talking about it here and there uh, during the conversation, but... Um, for some people, and I was one of those people before moving to Miami, uh, a life coach is something very abstract, very weird, very like, what the fuck is a life coach? <laughs> I also, sorry to put in, I also thought a life coach would be something for people that are like, I don't want to say, like, wanting to end their life in a bad way, but like, oh, you know, super mm. depressed, really hate their job, hate their married person like just really down and out i didn't think it would be for people who aren't like that if that makes sense yeah but carry on with oh, what yeah. you're saying i actually have a great way to explain the difference between a life coach and a therapist there mm. so um i want you to imagine a scale between one and ten and one is somebody who's dysfunctional in society they cannot hold a job highly maybe addicted to drugs multiple mental disorders maybe they're like schizophrenic and they don't even know what reality is maybe they have alzheimer's and they don't even remember who they are that's a dysfunctional member of society or maybe they have a depression that will take them to kill themselves or are suicidal right and then in the middle you have functional most of society is functional functional is eh, 
I can hold a job. I have friends and family. You know, I don't want to kill myself, but I'm also not happy. Mm-hmm. That's functional. People who are functional are just going through the motions. Most of society is there. And then you have thriving, which is at the 10 on the scale, right? Um, thriving are the most magnetic thought leading individuals who are living the dream income, dream soulmate, um, happy, they're fulfilled, they're living and you feel like they're alive in their presence. That's someone who's thriving. So a therapist is really good to get someone from dysfunctional to functional, mm-hmm. but really shitty at getting someone from functional to thriving. Mm-hmm. A life coach is horrible at getting someone from dysfunctional to functional, but they're amazing at getting someone from functional to thriving. So both are equally needed in society. Both have completely different jobs. Mm -hmm. A therapist can diagnose and provide medication and prescriptions. A life coach cannot do that. Um, So yeah, that's like the difference between the two. And in a nutshell, what I do, so I'm, I'm a general life coach, yet what I find is most clients come to me who are people pleasers or people that are looking to create their own version of their most magnetic self-expression. So um, really, in a nutshell, I help people look in the mirror and have that conversation in the mirror switch from hating themselves and judging themselves to, damn, I love being me. Like, imagine if you said that to yourself in the mirror and actually believed it and felt Mm. it. I take people to that point. I help people have the courage to dress how they want and break the rules of society to create their own rules. I help people become magnetic. And magnetic really is just that feeling of loving who you are so much that that energy just kind of radiates outward. And people start seeing you as like, Oh, something about them is really sexy. Mm. Something about them is just, I want to be in their energy. They're so attractive. Like people will start complimenting you with those compliments when you work with me. Um, Yeah. And you'll become the person that actually takes risks. So instead of being the person that's at the corner of the party, wishing that you were in the middle starting dance battles, like you'll actually be that person by the time we're done working together. Bloody love it. Yeah. And I love this definition, the difference between... A therapist yeah. and life coach. I've never heard this explanation before, and it totally makes sense. It's a very amazing way to put it. So thank you for that. We, really. yeah. And when of you course, said that, of course. what came to my mind is, where do you see yourself on a scale between one and ten? Um, between oh, between uh, functional to thriving, yeah. I'm definitely like maybe at like an eight right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like really close. I feel like I'm thriving. In my body, I feel like I'm thriving. There's just certain uh, there's certain challenges because I'm human, yeah. right? I don't think it'll ever be a perfect 10. I don't think that really exists. Um, but I'm always shooting in that direction. And I really, I love being in my body. I love being who I am, you know? But I also have very human struggles. Sometimes I struggle with body dysmorphia. Um, you know, sometimes I struggle with, uh, with managing money, right? Um, so I have very human struggles. And, and I still, like, before I take a microphone and MC on a stage, I still freak out every mm. time. So, um, mm. and I actually want to also start writing music. And I've tried, but it's, I haven't broken through on that yet. Um, and I'm in, I'm aiming in that direction. So that's why it's an eight. But as far as like 
saying yes to myself, like that really is my new normal. Like I know who the fuck I am. I know that people feel my energy. I know that people are looking at me and want access. You know what I'm mm. saying? Um, I know that I'm fucking sexy. I know that I'm magnetic. And that that's why I'm like, I feel thriving <laughs> in my body, so to speak. I love you so much. And I love who you are, honestly. It's thanks. so cool. <laughs> the feeling is so mutual <laughs> like it's so mutual um you know i ever since i met you guys i knew i was like oh, <laughs> we're gonna be friends forever yes. and we've been friends for so many yeah. years yeah. Holy shit. all right one last question for you because when we recorded the podcast two years ago episode number two we didn't have this ritual <laughs> that we have now so here we go um question we ask everyone at the end of the show if you could have a conversation with anyone dead or alive famous or not it doesn't matter anyone who you think is the most interesting person ever who would you pick and why oh that's a really good question oh okay i know the answer <laughs> i would pick i would pick doja cat ah. Who is that? Jeremy doesn't know who it is. Doja Cat, uh, she's a really famous like pop artist okay. right now. Um, and she's just really amazing. Like, so good. She embodies the magnetic energy so much. And why I would talk to her is because literally, like, you, I'll, I'll share my experience. When I look at her perform or sing or whatever, I can tell that she's doing it all for her mm. i can tell everything she dresses her music videos everything she breaks all the rules not because she's trying to but simply because she's saying yes to herself and she's such a fucking icon man so i would just love to be in her energy like i wouldn't even know what to talk to her about but like i know that just being right next to her i would become 10 yeah. times more powerful permanently i thought you would have <laughs> said bad bunny because i know you love him yeah. as well Oh, Bad Bunny is up there too. Yeah. Oh, I love Bad Bunny. Such an icon. But right now, I have a Doja Cat obsession. <laughs> thank well, you. thank you so much, Carlos. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I'm glad we recorded it, like I said. I'm glad so many people are hopefully going to take so much away from this conversation. I'm sure they will, because I certainly have needed to hear some of those lessons. So thank you for being so wise and so honest and so open. We absolutely bloody love you. We miss you so much um yeah thank you yeah thank you carlos thank you thank you for having me thank you everyone listening we will leave carlos contact on the show note and the description like the like the episode subscribe to the youtube channel follow the podcast there's too much too many things to do now yeah <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed it and yeah we will see you next wednesday as usual Bye.